Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shelleywilsonministries.org. Um, let me introduce you first, because is this the first time I've actually had you on? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. So this is Pam Starkey. So let's explain how I even know you, right? So you were my daughter's high school art teacher. Art teacher, yes. But there was a long span of years after she graduated that I hadn't seen you. You hadn't seen me. I didn't know a lot about you really much at all. No. On Facebook, I think I saw you. And then um, we, the Lord kind of brought us together locally at some events here. Yes, he did. And then when we opened our building. But you were already, I had already, you were already speaking to me via Facebook. Really? So often when you would post something, it would just like, oh, I felt like she's talking to me. You know, <laughs> before, bef- <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's. He has a funny way of do- doing that, yes, doesn't he? Does. he? <laughs> doesn't he? So what's so sweet about it, though, is now it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I've known you forever. I know. You True. know, and I've, I've said on probably every recording with any of you guys it's like one big happy family yes around here. yes it is. all, all of our true. lives have knitted closely and sisters sisters that's <laughs> right we are good sisters and this recording has been a long time coming yes it has don't you think yes so um You'd mention it, and I start backing it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not well, quite sure if I'm ready. Let's see. <laughs> or, I don't know that we ever feel we're ready. Probably not. Right. But so we've been open two years. So you've been coming regularly for that long, but but longer than that, really, before we had the building um, across the street. Yes. And so what what I think is so beautiful that I hope the listeners hear is what we always share, who we were and who we are now for right. the Lord, right? Yes. And part of the reason we've talked so often about just sitting down and visiting um, is we, we're in an era, even in the church, for sure in the world, but in the church, too, of, an, of new age practices. Very true. And you came out of that world. Yes. And um, I always said to you, you'll be a weapon for the Lord in the New Age arena. That's right. Put the devil under our feet on this one. So I, I'm, we're both very mindful that we're going after something today yes, to, very much so. to, to expose some things in the New Age movement. Um, and when we talk New Age... And you may add to this. I'm I'm talking about things like um, yoga, which mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk quite a bit about today. We're talking about um, healing in the way of crystals. Uh, we're talking about white witches. Yes. We're talking about rituals that are more Hindu is Hinduism in the root. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else am I forgetting, Pam? Oh, moon and sun worship. Yes, and the just the use of meditation. Okay, right. The emptying right. of the mind. Yes, exactly. And that's going to be a good matter of fact. 
maybe we could even start there because so this has been one of my hardest conversations to have with believers because I'm very often told, um, you know, I'm, but I'm in Christian yoga. I'm in, um, we do Bible scriptures through our yoga and all of mm -hmm. that. And because I kept having such a hard, and you know part of this, I had such a hard time explaining why that can't work. Mm -hmm. Like there is no Christian yoga. To the believer, I had gone to the Lord and said, could you please give me a way to explain that makes more sense? Because what I'm doing is not working. Right. And so he had me go research the Hindu websites, uh, the Hinduism practices, what, what they say, not what us as Christians say, but what they say. And so it is right there plain as day on their websites. They actually think we're hilarious when they say, when we say we do Christian yoga. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> They're like, that. you can't do that. There's no way to do that. I don't you know? think people understand that the body poses, many of them are specifically to worship a certain god of theirs, and they have right. many within that religion. Right. And um, I kind of liken it, you know, someone may say, well, that's not my intention, you know, mm -hmm. to do that. And I'm like, well... You can liken it to a Ouija board. Right. It's a game board. But if you're using it, you know, are you just playing a game? No. You're inviting devils in. You're consorting yeah. with the yeah. darkness. Mm -hmm. And the same is true with yoga. Whether it's your intention or not, you're doing it. You're placing your body in those positions and you're opening yourself up. And a lot of the processes in a yoga class, they... They want you to clear your mind and mm -hmm. open, you know, yourself up to the, the universal consciousness. Well, that's what they call meditation. That's what they call meditation. Which, so, so part of the danger is right. A lot of the lingo is like a slight counterfeit of biblical lingo. Very much, yes. And that's where we get snared. Yes. So can we tell the people you're not talking today because you've gathered information like you were involved in this? Yes. So. Tell them how you came in. Let's just go for the yoga first because that's the most well-known thing, and then we'll kind of cover the other things in your in your world. Okay. What brought you to yoga? Okay. And you and I have talked about some of that prior to us recording today. And and what did they teach you about it? Because like, what happened when you when went into yoga? Was it videos that you watched? Was it a class you went to? Was it was a, a class. Okay. Yeah. And um, I grew up in, in the world of dance. And so yes, I was inclined. My little ballerina. <laughs> I was inclined, you know, I guess attracted to it for the stretching and mm -hmm. the balance and the strengthening and those aspects. But um, in my uh, mid-20s, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And I guess I <clears throat> had a rather progressive gynecologist because he suggested in handling stress okay. to uh, explore yoga and meditation. And um, at that time, I was working for a lady that, well, she and her husband had a, a business together and she taught yoga and, and meditation. So... Um, and even here in Troop, many years later, there was a place across the street that mm. had yoga classes, and okay. I took it up again there. But um, 
and honestly, they don't. I don't remember them teaching anything. Mm-hmm. They call they would. You just put, did what they did. Put you in a body position, call it, you know, the sun salutation or whatever, and take you through the motions. Wow. But you weren't, nothing was explained okay. how it's connected to Hindu. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even the, the name sun salutation should give us a clue, right? Very true. Because in Hinduism, there's lots of gods. Yes. There's not just one. So that's why you're saying every position is for a certain god. Yes. Right? So they're worshiping all these gods. Different gods. Different gods. Yes. Okay. And um, and a lot of it's, you know, physically challenging. I mm-hmm. mean, for strengthening and, and flexibility. Um, it kind of went in line with my past dancing. Right. You know, that I was comfortable with that. And your breathing, mm-hmm. controlling your breath and clearing your mind. Um, and then she also taught me to meditate and that was, uh, by use of a candle, you know, concentrating on the candle flame and emptying your mind, which is not easy to do, Mm -hmm. but, um, the Lord was faithful to me in that, um, even though I wasn't calling upon him, he was Mm -hmm. still there with me because I remember, Probably after about three months of pursuing this on a daily basis, I had an experience where um, it's hard to explain. It's like I either left my body and went into the flame or Mm -hmm. the flame came and surrounded me Mm -hmm. and I became the candle flame is the only way I can describe it. And I had an electrical shock go up my spine and I was like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I I don't like that. That's I I'm out of control with that. And um, and then after that, it. The few times after that that I tried more, you know, tried to get back to it, I wasn't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that halted. Look at the grace of God. The grace of God. Because let's be clear, you were a believer during all this. Yes. You know. Yes. I, I um, well, actually, I accepted Christ as my Savior when mm-hmm. I was a very young child, mm-hmm. um, before I had actually started elementary school. I went to a small vacation Bible school way Mm -hmm. north of Tyler uh, in a little country church, a little Baptist church. Mm -hmm. And I knew enough at the time, you know, that I went to a big Methodist church. So I can remember, and this wasn't actually cleared up to me until I was in my, well, also in my, well, late, late 20s, um, that there was a confusion I left there with because... Mm -hmm. I think after, you know, I went down and accepted Jesus, and then he he talked to everybody individually. And when I told him where I went to church, well, you know, I'm pretty sure he was going to talk about water baptism. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, y'all do things differently. So, you know, you know that, and I can't remember, but that's just all, all I, I got was, oh, right. something's not finished. Okay. So I carried with me out of that some doubt of some kind in my little child's brain and, and when you say that you thought it wasn't finished because because the and the reason we have to go through this is because i've said what brought you to new age things mm-hmm. all of this stuff played a role oh absolutely okay uh, you trying to chase down the truth the enemy starts right in when you're little doubt. he doesn't play fair right. he doesn't leave children alone <laughs> exactly exactly no. so when you say you didn't feel like it was finished 
You're talking because you were not baptized at that time, correct? Right. Okay. And, and, and the Methodist faith does the confirmation at right. 13, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's what he was talking about, you know, oh, well, y'all don't baptize the way we do. But I didn't understand what he was talking about, except right. that something wasn't, you know, right. it just wasn't completed. Denominational differences. Yes. And so that carried through, you know, with me throughout my years, even in high school, I got involved with like a young life and mm-hmm. um, had friends, you know, pray with me. And I just, it's like, I thought it's just something, it's just not taken, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, when I um, came to the time of confirmation, um, my mother had gone back to work when I started school and she started going to church less and less. My dad was very involved in the choir and went mm-hmm. um, went early and, you know, stayed late. So if I, I went to church, I had to go and then as a little kid sit alone in the sanctuary. Right, and so right. it was started to become easier to just stay home with mom. Sure. And so by the time I got to the point of confirmation, I probably missed half the classes. Mm-hmm. And I, I went and did get sprinkled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I felt... I, I I felt hypocritical about it because I had missed so much and it I was going through a ceremony but it didn't have a, a personal meaning at that time to me. Well, that's so interesting you say that. I wasn't planning on going here, but you're taking me here. Okay. Well, I think it it played into what turned me into the new age because I was still seeking something. Right, but also... Cause I love Jesus. There exactly. was no doubt about that. And then what do I do? I jump on the Oprah Winfrey Highway right. that all faiths lead to the same God. Mm-hmm. And there is no hell, which mm-hmm. is a really nice thought. Yeah. But if, yeah, you're not a, true. <laughs> if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you know that is not the truth. Right. And that Jesus Christ is the only way. Right. And it's a pretty picture to think that all these other ways get there the, at the same time. Right. Time. And, and even in the confirmation, though, because this is this brings up a really good point. That's part of your story. Yet so many others. I dealt with this just this week with a group. You felt like it was hypocritical to take the sprinkling because you didn't go to all the classes. Mm-hmm. Yet none of the classes save you. Right. That's right. True. So, um, yes, Methodists do do confirmation and, and that's for knowledge and things. But just because you even come out of confirmation classes does not mean you were born again. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, see that's I mean? very true. Because yes. being born again is a supernatural experience. Just just like um, me as a little girl following a crowd and going to the altar and professing Jesus, but my life was never changed. And, I, and not until I was 40 did I really surrender my life to the Lord. So I couldn't go back and say I was saved when I was young. I did that day. I believe I did a ritual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for you, because I've actually been in both denominations, you've mentioned the Baptist and the Methodist, of which it can get confusing because confusing, I have to have people come to me and say, well, I was baptized as a baby. Well, that's not technically biblical baptism. That's dedication. Right. That's dedication. Yeah. But we're baptized in water, however that is, to profess publicly were the lord's right? right so even 
I think of the thief on the cross. He didn't go to any confirmation classes. Pam. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Nor was he baptized. No, yet he, he was, was not. still going to paradise with Jesus that day. That's right. So, um, and I used to have this conversation with a church of Christ friend of mine who we would argue back and forth in my early days. She said, you got to be baptized to be saved. It's part of it. And I was like, listen, I'm going to see you on the other side, okay? I was baptized, but I did. I do not necessarily believe, based on the thief and the mm-hmm. cross, he wasn't baptized that day. It's a heart transformation. Baptism yes. is a wonderful thing. We want you to do it because it's a publicly saying, I'm the Lord's. And, and it's a, a tangible way of going, I'm, I'm dead and buried with Christ. Yes. And I'm being raised again in him, right? It's a personal the statement. The old goes away yes. and the new creation comes forward. But look what we've done. Look what we do to people in our denominational differences, right? Mm-hmm. We make you feel like you have to earn salvation, which is a free gift. Which is impossible. I just dealt with this this week. It's so hard to break the habit because you go from one place to the other, from one thing to the other, from one ritual to another, trying to yeah. earn God's love. Fall into legalism. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. His love is unconditional and free. Absolutely. Free, free, Hallelujah. free indeed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's a little sidebar rabbit trail for the <laughs> okay. listeners today because I can't let that pass because it seems so benign, but it's so important. It is. Yeah. Where as a young girl, you got confused. Yes, yes. My and that heart led just... to other things. Very true. Okay. Yes, so, so we're into the yoga. The, the meditating. There, meditating. Yeah. yeah. Stopping that. Um, uh, I, I did end up, well, I had a baby. Okay. Which I was advised, you know, it was like, well, if you don't, if you put it off, you know, you, you may not be able to do that with the endometriosis. Right, right. So um, I was blessed with my first daughter, and um, I had my degree in art, and I was wanting to pursue something in with use in that. Mm-hmm. So I uh, created a portfolio and trucked to downtown Dallas and went in the Dallas Times-Herald, and they ha- happened to have an opening coming up because the lady in Arlington was transferring. So I ended up working in the little... Um, office there for the it's kind of just a a branch office for the advertising people and did line art and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, layout work for advertising and learned a lot and um, but it only lasted about two years and then things started to really slow down and I think within two years of that the Dallas Morning News bought them out and you know so um, so they were slowing down a lot and I you know you can only do so mock-up so many mock-up ads when nothing else is going on and um I happened to pick up a book in uh, the grocery store by a certain uh film actress slash musical Broadway woman (laughs) you can go ahead and say her name it's very well okay Shirley MacLaine's book (laughs) out on a limb and um that kind of Peak that curiosity with the new age and the things she talked about. She talked about channeling, people mm-hmm. that channeled, um, you know, what you think are good spirits with positive messages. And and she believes in reincarnation. Correct? And believes in reincarnation. And you come back as something else. 
Yes. Right? Or just, or, well, you just keep coming back to try mm. and figure stuff out in advance. Well, you know, wherever you are a, and getting, finally getting up to the rung where you don't That makes to me tired thinking about come it. Back anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm in for one time around, yes. and then I'm going on to glory. All right. So, I guess that um, that piqued that curiosity again, and I started kind of going to the the, the bookstore and looking at the New Age books and picking, just kind of thinking, you know, well, I'll just let something pick me, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange by the title or the mm-hmm. book cover, something that would catch my eye, and. Which led me up to a particular book, um, a woman that lives up in Washington State. Um, she's considered a cult leader, okay. really. Um, she has a compound up there, and but she she channeled a certain spirit that. Um, oh, and the book was beautiful, mm. white. You mm-hmm. know, the mm-hmm. the print very was, appealing. The print was blue. It was just you know, oh, and it's just all about love and light and yada 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 yada. So, yeah. <laughs> so so that was just another hook. You know, mm-hmm. oh wow, this is you know, it's just all seems so so enlightening mm-hmm. and um, wonderful. And so, um, uh, God was in work there because uh they closed down the office and we had moved out of arlington and i looked for another job and ended up at a place called lights fantastic which was uh, in irving and doing line art again Mm -hmm. and um with just one other lady in the the little ad department and she whoa she was the first holy roller i'd ever met (laughs) And had such a tremendously important influence over me, as it turned out. Um, Explain to the people what you mean by holy roller. Uh, believed in the gift of tongues uh-huh. and, and, you know. So a spirit-filled believer. A spirit-filled believer. Yeah. She went to a really big church there in Dallas. Um, and um, so I would talk to her, you know, about where I was and what I was reading and and um and one day she she went to the trouble of um going to a radio christian radio station and getting a copy of something she had heard on the radio and it was a south african woman telling about how she um had um channeled spirits Mm -hmm. had four different spirits she channeled and her mother had done it and her grandmother had done it so it was very very normal was this on a christian radio station it was on a christian radio station wow and um she had been in a swimming accident and ended up in the hospital and her roommate was catholic so she's telling them about you know what she's doing and they're telling her that that's um she's channeling demonic spirits Mm -hmm. and um sometime after she got out of the hospital she she decided she that you know what she was doing was wrong Mm -hmm. and she they were going to perform an exorcism on her but they had talked to her about the cleansing blood of jesus and um that had stuck in her mind while she was in the hospital and 
as she described it, they um, she had had a psychic artist paint the portraits of these four spirits that she channeled. So she thought she knew who she was channeling as people. Right. And um, she had been laying on this couch, as she described it, and they had left the room to kind of, I guess, maybe decide what they were going to do or whatever. And while they were out of the room, her, these four spirits appeared. Mm. And... Um, she said she just was frozen with fear. She couldn't call out. She couldn't move. Wow. But she could think. And she started repeating, the blood of Jesus cleanses me, over Amen. and over in her mind. Amen. And they just, they dropped their disguises and appeared as what they were. Demons. Which were demons. And that's, let's be clear about that because I think we don't talk about this enough in the church and I, I was just thinking of Deuteronomy and Galatians talks about it too so this is a form of witchcraft right yes um, so when we read where it's, it talks about channeling or we're talking about channeling spirits that's what a medium does that's allowing something to come into your body and speak through you right that is a demon yes. so a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit is a demon yes there are no ghosts no, it's why in my, you know, my kids would always get frustrated at times that we didn't, I didn't, I didn't allow, once I understood the realm of darkness, I didn't allow horror movies. I don't do paranormal shows because, you know, you're playing with devils when mm -hmm. you do that. And I think sometimes we think, oh, it's just innocent, but it's really not. I mean, you're inviting, you're, you're now giving them a, an entry point, a legal entry into your life. You've yeah. allowed them to come in. Right. He's been very clever to disguise it. Absolutely. And and when you say exorcism, because that is a word we would almost use in the, we know it from a, the Catholic realm, but it's the same as casting out demons. Yes. Which yes. is what we read it's in the scriptures. It's right. Casting out demons, deliverance. It's what, you know, Isaiah 61 says, part of our call and mandate, even in Mark 16, 15, is to go preach the gospel, heal the sick cast out demons mm -hmm. from people so that still is necessary today absolutely it's not just something that was necessary in bible days it's not something we just read about it that actually we do that here yes so that is part of our mandate as disciples so i just want to clear that up because i think sometimes people don't He's as hard at he's as hard at he's as hard at work as ever. I as mean, it's ever. not like he just worked in the Old Testament and or two thousand right. years ago and then quit. Exactly, and and I think too, what happens is like the people over in the eastern part of the world, where all of these different Eastern Middle Eastern religions are coming from, they know the truth. We are the ones in the U.S. of A. Mm -hmm. who have been deceived because. We do not do our homework, right? We don't, right. we don't, uh, y'all know I say this all the time. When I start seeing something, start topping out the market here, like, you know, a yoga on every corner or different, uh, different symbols on certain businesses going up on every corner, I'm like, you better research that thing because there is probably something of the enemy involved in it. Because the truth is, the pure, holy things of God aren't always sought after. And we don't find enough of that in places. It's not near as True. welcoming. No. And so, um, 
I just want to kind of talk about those things because you, and, and you know, I want them to know too, when you, you're already putting your gift to work. So, you know, God created, designed you as an artist. Um, and, and we sit, we've seen that all through your life, even in the uh, newspaper and all of that. But he's slowly pulling out you know, the divine artistry that he placed in you yes. to make the turn, which I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Yeah. I think, too, um, to go back to the yoga piece, and I, to when you say you felt the lightning, electricity go through your body and stuff, you know, there's a reason for that, and I wanted to point it out, and I was trying to find my thick research on yoga, the the point of yoga on on their own website says to awaken this the serpent at the base of the that's the kundalini spirit the kundalini spirit to awaken that spirit up at the base of the spine mm-hmm. that's why we see in hinduism the third eye right so there is a demonic thing that can it when you stay in it Long enough. Long enough. Now, listen, the devil doesn't mind you feeling good for a while. Oh, no. And he will make it so, you'll feel great. You'll feel, I hear this all the time, but there'll come a day when that is no longer true. Yes. And um, so so what you're saying about when you became the flame with the candle, Mm -hmm. that was a demonic experience. Yes. In other words, that thing was starting to get awakened. It scared me. Right. Yes. Praise God, it scared you. Praise God, Absolutely. Because sometimes people feed on it as kind of like an adrenaline. They want to take it further. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we see a generation, particularly when you're prophetic. If we don't teach the church people, this generation, the prophetic people, how to use their gifts, they will be drawn to witchcraft. Mm-hmm. They just will. It's... it. The, the devil knows how it's, to get hold of it. He imitates. He imitates very closely at times. Yes. And, you know, it's, I, I don't know, maybe you can answer this for me with the candles. So now I'm pretty careful with candles. I'm certainly not opposed to candles, right? But we don't, I like mood lighting, but because of I need to stay away from new age particulars, we don't use a lot of candles here at all. But here's here's the thing that I found a week or so ago. Um, Leanne Rhymes, who's a big country music, started, she's from Texas. She is now releasing a candle line. And w- along with a, uh, a chant CD, she meditates, she does yoga. She's got a picture of Buddhist in her room now. I, I was looking on her Instagram and I was shocked. I'm shaking my head. No, no. Shocked. So she's releasing a chant album okay. with her voice at a certain hertz level, which is all new age. Oh dear. Okay. And people are buying those. Mm. So now we have new age coming into our music. Gracious. It's why you have to be careful what you listen to because yes. you don't want people singing witchcraft over you. And right? that's what's happening. Right. So, but it's all in the name of light and love. Right. Light and love. Light and love. Listen, this is the kind of love that brings demonic presence in one's life. Yes. This is not the Holy Spirit love. Right. So, so, so what you're sharing 
it's happening it's happening everywhere yes that's that's frightening it is frightening because many 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 follow yes and um and there are different you know types of yoga i know with the kundalini that takes time mm -hmm. but there is another one i don't recall the name of right off bhakti or something where there's mm -hmm. chanting and i had read somewhere where that can happen very and in a various accelerated pace right it, and then all of a sudden you're in darkness right and don't you know right because we um you have these chakras they call them mm -hmm. in yoga right these energy places energy points yeah. right and you're trying to awaken all of those places right it's interesting because i had a dream several years ago before we got the building here in troop and in the dream i was in a big church and my grandmother who's no longer with us was sitting next to me Aww. Uh, which i'm not sure at this point that was not a covered up demonic thing because okay. the man preaching on the pulpit i knew in my spirit was of the devil i stand up and start i put my hand towards him and start praying in the spirit against what he was doing and he turned to me and all the chakras in his body lit up oh my mm. And the Lord told me that day I would, I would be coming up against yoga, you know, to, to set people free from that particular portal, if yes. you will, yes. of it, demonic it entrance. Yes. Yes. There are many portals. Right. So, so. And music can be a big source. Can be a source. big portal. Absolutely. I know in my past, some of, some of my, uh, bent towards some rock and roll wasn't mm -hmm. healthy you know it's just right it's just everywhere but it makes it sense is. that he would especially use music because you know well because satan was, was a worship leader yes. yeah <laughs> he knows, music was his thing he knows how powerful music is yes that's why we have to be careful yeah um okay so take me now into we've kind of talked about the yoga and some of the confusion of your your faith at that time mm -hmm. but you ended up also in a place of um you know, let's kind of break open the whole sun and moon worship. Um, the white witch, which we call that Wicca, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. We we hear a lot about this. In other words, it's witches that um, believe what they're doing is for good. Yes. Right? They're not, they, their intent is not to harm people like dark magic. Right. But the problem is, what we're trying to expose today is whether it's black magic or white magic, it comes from the same source. It's from the same source. So the devil is in, is the root of both of those sources. So talk to me some about where you went in that world. Um, I don't know. Maybe a little through astrology. Okay. And not not so much following the moon okay. but i i did wish upon it a few times okay. i think um i did i love the moon i mean i love being well, it's got i got it's created by god yeah the elohim the triune creator so the moon's a great thing we just don't worship it right right but um and see i probably didn't even think i was worshiping it at worshiping it at the time right. but i did do like quite a bit of artwork involving the moon okay the wicca yeah. portion how did you what took you there the was that part of the yoga or no, it was a natural it was a progression okay yeah um 
like in, in talking about the the woman that I worked with, right? Um, after listening to that radio program, I kind of started to halt mm-hmm. with what I was reading and question the direction I was going. Okay. And um, I had tried meditating once, and all I could see was this dark eye. Mm-hmm. in my mind and that also scared me right. and um I just remember being in my car after after hearing that program one day and I was just like Lord um I really feel like you're you're pursuing me mm-hmm. and protecting me and um I prayed that at that point for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, which he gave you. Which he gave me. Yeah. And had an experience after shortly after that. Um, I had a bookshelf along one wall. Had all the New Age stuff on it. And um, I had started reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. And one night um, I, I got up to go to the restroom and I don't know, everybody's probably rubbed an eye or something and seen little sparkles of, right. of light. Well, that happened, and um, but they gathered up into the corner of the room, mm-hmm. and it was this just um, grotesque-shaped head with these fingers that were motioning towards me. And it took me a minute, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, what am I seeing? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, felt the Lord speak to me um, to remove his book from that shelf, which I did. So but that image you were seeing was a demonic? It was demonic. Manifestation. Yes. Right. But then the Lord intervenes. Yes. And so I take my Bible and put it under my pillow. And then he, um, he said, and I want you to burn those books. Mm-hmm. And... It, it will sound crazy to some people, <laughs> but um, there is power not only in the tongue, but there's power in the written word. Right. And I heard moaning mm-hmm. coming from those books. When you were burning them? Or no, when just there, you were burning, that, right burn then, them. Yeah. after what he told me to do, and I told him that I would, and I heard moaning. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I went to work the next day and came home and for some bizarre reason took a different route, mm-hmm. which uh, and then got frustrated because I ended up backed up over an overpass. That, so I t- it took longer to get home. Well, on the way home, we lived a good distance from where I worked and um, there was a little railroad trestle bridge over this little narrow strip of highway and traffic was backed up there. And I thought, well, this is peculiar and then come to find out there had been a head-on collision and someone had passed away and you know once again I felt the hand of the Lord on me it's like well if I had gone home my usual way would I have been there I don't know but needless to say the books went in the trash barrel burn barrel when I got home and they were burned and um and we actually see that in the scriptures where they gathered up all the witchcraft paraphernalia and burned it. So that 
You may not have known it then, but that was absolutely in line with what Scripture said to do. Okay. What we see happening in the Scriptures. No, I can't say that I knew that yeah. then, but I was But just, isn't that cool? Yes, I mean, it is. Because, you, know, you know, we're always told, well, God speaks to us things that are, you know, He can corroborate in the Word. That's true. And you, so you saw that Word come into life. Yes. Instead of just true. reading on a page, He told you Himself by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Because, and, and you know, it's so interesting because people ask me all the time, Pam, uh, and I heard, actually, let me say it this way. I saw a, a preacher the other day call some women a false teacher because they said they heard from God. And um, I laughed because I thought, wow, that it, that exposes a problem with him because the word says, my sheep know my voice. Yes. It doesn't say my sheep read my voice. It says they know my voice. So the the you knew his voice that day you heard god's voice god still speaks to us today absolutely and the problem with this man is i had said to somebody has said the concern is not should not concern us that that somebody hears god's voice but my concern is that he doesn't he's the national leader right so because that that tells me there may be a problem if i'm supposed to be god's sheep i ought to be hearing his voice yes and that was happening that day for you and, yes. and is available for every believer. Yes, it is. To hear his voice as we look, walk with him. Yes. So what happened after you burned those books? Um, well, I wish I could say, you know, I got myself to got church straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't exactly happen that way. Um Shortly after that, my dad was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, and um, that kind of took me down another path. He um, he had been so faithful to sing in the choir and use his voice, just had the voice of an angel, and um, it broke my heart. Um, it, it, it was late, much later in life, I think, than is typical for this, a diagnosis of this disease, and uh, it wasn't probably six months after the initial diagnosis, he was in a nursing home. And it broke my heart when he cried and said he didn't understand why God was punishing him. Mm. And um, so I started reading life after death experiences that people have written about and angels. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, it's like I was wanting to reassure him. Um, that God wasn't punishing him, right. and I hoped had hoped to be with him, um, but circumstances, you know, prevented that from happening. I know I've talked to you about that because right. I felt so guilty that that I wasn't there to see him when I, when I had supposed when I was supposed to have been, and he was expecting me. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that, which I know is it's such a sensitive yeah. place for you. And I said to you, because see, for whatever reason, and I still believe a lot of it might have been your prophetic gifting, because he he was afraid he was being punished by God. You were you were again researching other options. That's true. Instead uh, of the word, just staying in the just word, just staying in the word. So you and I said to you, have you considered? Number one, God orders steps. So if he had wanted you to be there, you would have been I there. I would have been there. There was yes. he, there was probably some protective measure 
for you if we believe what the word says, which mm-hmm. we do. But the other thing, too, what you would have brought him. See, that was the mercy of God. You would have brought him something that wasn't true. It wasn't true. Right. That's very true. Yes. And, which is not something on where he was about to cross over into his heavenly place. Mm-hmm. The Lord wouldn't want that discussion happening. Right. Right. So to me, just like your whole walk with the Lord, God was faithful. You yes. thought you had to be there. You had to give him the answer. But your responsibility was not to have the answer. That was right. the Lord's Very responsibility. Yes. yes. And he kept you from bringing error in to your dad because you wouldn't have wanted to do that. You didn't know you were doing that. No, that's true. We don't always I hadn't thought know. of it that way, you know. And so just, that that's not the last thing you want him to hear. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'll listen to that and go, man, look at the mercy of God, Pam. Yes, yes. Which should lift a huge weight. Yes, true. So so what happened after that? Um, well, I had uh, kind of gotten to a depression. Okay. And that's when I would call it chronic insomnia mm-hmm. hit. In the, you know, a few years prior, a lot of stressful things had happened, losing jobs, laying off, mm-hmm. both of us within two weeks of each other, and, and, and moving a mobile home onto a site that the man, we were paying someone who wasn't paying, and we ended up, you know, having to move it elsewhere, and, gotcha. and just um, a straight line wind ripping the, the roof off, and <laughs> just like... Lots of traumatic Lots moments. of high stress points. Yeah. And then, and then dad getting sick. And um, so I did have an experience. And, you know, I, I question this now even. Like um, it was just an image of like an angelic figure mm-hmm. um, saying that he understands now. Because I was, I was just guilt-ridden over not having been with him Mm -hmm. and um it was ironic that my mom disclosed later that she had been with him and then he told her to go home and she had hardly walked in the door and he had passed and they were calling to let her know so um that just tore me up you know (laughs) because it was the evening I was supposed to have gone and so um, I felt a lot of guilt over that for a very long time. And, um, and then shortly after that, went through a divorce and, and ended up coming back. Stayed with my mom, went back to school and picked up my certificate to teach and then started teaching art. Remarried and had another... So is that when you were teaching My Baby Girl? Yes. Okay. And had, a, had another... Well, I... Remarried and had another beautiful daughter, mm-hmm. and then um, my my middle school principal who hired me was very gracious. Like, oh, oh, you know, before I started the job. Oh gosh, I I think I'm expecting. <laughs> it's like this was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's how that worked out, and started it in in here locally. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the insomnia. Um, Oh goodness, that was unforgiving. It 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 uh, and lots of different antidepressants mm-hmm. and sleeping pills and mm-hmm. 
you know, your MD will do that a little while, and then they're they're yeah. like, well, you need to go see a psychiatrist. I can't continue to, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so I went that route, and I can't remember at some point um, when I would close my eyes at night, I would see images, mm-hmm. kind of like the one I had seen in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were not kind of scary, and sometimes they were just animals or people, yeah. nor you know. But they were there, and mm-hmm. I couldn't, um, you know, you close your eyes to go to sleep, and then these things are just kind of floating towards you, and it's um, it's hard to understand that. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't yeah. you think? Because I think when maybe I we kind of started getting a little closer. God kept peeling back your layers. And mm-hmm. I would say, go into the house. Is anything else left? What yes. else do we need to get rid of? Yes. Right? Yes. Which is my go-to for everybody, especially coming out of any kind of witchcraft. We do that, whether it's New Age or somebody coming out of satanic occult things, worship. I'm like, go sweep the house again. Mm-hmm. Make sure nothing's left. Um, and I, I want to say we did that a couple times, didn't we? Yes, we did. And because your healing, there is healing that has to come after all the witchcraft is settled. And it's not like, can God do a sudden deliverance? Yes. And, and we've had to work through some deliverance issues here. Yes, we have. With you, mm-hmm. uh, emotional strongholds. You know, the guilt of, of the past and you wishing you had done things different, which we are all there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it takes us a while sometimes to work through. Okay. Concerned for my girls because I. Right. Because our kids see us grow up, you know. Didn't conquer my up. own anxiety about church. So, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yes. Yeah. The, the church structure or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, but let's so. bring the people into all of that. All of that struggle, the the pain of divorce, the of moving, the unsettling feelings, the and you and I've talked about this, not feeling like you fit in churches. Mm-hmm. Um, which again I say, Pam, it's because you've been prophetically gifted. It's also why you experience things um so vividly. We've seen that in this room. We go into prayer, you see things, you have visions. That is yes. all throughout the scriptures. Yes. And so, um, and he's worked worked with me there slowly, you know. Exactly because because he's been trying to help you trust now what you see, because he has hold of the gift now mm-hmm. instead of the enemy having hold of the gift. Right, right, which yes. is all of us at a time or or another in our lives. Me too with music. So let's tell the people where you are now. Okay. Like well, what Jesus has done with you now. After all of that, where are you now with the Lord? Okay. Um, and speaking of that, you know, those images on my mm-hmm. eyelids, mm-hmm. Um, I uh, went through kind of a life-changing experience with, you know, my last divorce and... Okay. Um, my sudden retirement, which Mm -hmm. I regret, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) 
um, and and went to live with my mom. My stepdad had committed suicide the year before, about a year before, and she was struggling, mm-hmm. and um, and I was struggling, and um, actually had followed a minister online for a while and experienced some deliverance just online mm-hmm. and uh, with the things on my you know I was seeing went away right so experienced some deliverance with the insomnia but um that brings me back to you uh-huh. in Facebook posts and just um feeling a connection mm-hmm. with the things you would write about so often and um and I just uh kept walking towards you in this ministry, felt an understanding mm-hmm. for, for what I had experienced and, and needed in yeah. the ways of deliverance and healing. And you just can't do it alone. Mm-mm. And I can remember my mom loved Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. <laughs> yeah. So we started, I started attending the Healing Heart groups and, mm-hmm. and, and did some individual counseling with you. And um, that just helped so much in, in opening up my eyes more. And to talking through your pain. And my heart more, mm-hmm. softening of my heart because you build walls and you yeah. get defenses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't trust people. And you don't trust people. And... Um, and you baptized me on my I did. I got to <laughs> baptize you on your birthday. On my birthday in your cold swimming pool in March. And I, had, I had purple fuzzy socks on. It was like the best ever. Like it that, was. That's what one of the girls, I think Jessica said, Shelly, that's the best part of that picture is a little you those fuzzy pink purple socks. I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't matter. We weren't about the pomp and circumstance that day, were we? No. And I remember saying to you. I was so tickled by that. Though it's like, those socks aren't going to keep, they're going to get wet. You're still going to get cold. It was, I know, but I, I never really got cold that day. You felt better about it. I know. I was like, I haven't ever baptized anybody before. Oh. And for a while, I didn't tell you. I've never baptized anybody before, uh, which is funny. But I said to you that day, let it be let it be known today recorded in history that not only is heaven watching Hmm. that Pam has dedicated her life to the Lord makes me want to cry but all of hell is certainly watching too yeah (laughs) yes and they shudder in the very moment now knowing that all of the torment all of the pain all of the struggles the questioning the grief the regrets, Pam, mm-hmm. would now go to work for King and Kingdom. Yes, definitely. And he does have his way of, you know, pulling on some of those of course. hooks, you know, and, and bringing up old issues that mm-hmm. make you falter and mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. and doubt yourself. Not the Lord, but just yourself. And, right. Um, but he is full of grace and love and mm-hmm. Um, and is steadfast and true to us, and yeah. So, um, but I know when I went through my experience and moved to my mom's, I lost a connection to my art, okay. just through the trauma of what I'd been through at that time and um, the choices I had made, and um, so it was interesting when I wanted to to begin creating again. 
I actually, um, for a friend of my older daughter's, had wanted me to draw Alfred Hitchcock, which is someone she likes a lot. <laughs> so I went to draw him, and he ended up looking like a woman. And it was so bizarre <laughs> to me. It was like, what is going on? It's like I have no control over this anymore. And I, I, um, I felt like the Lord had separated me from it in a way. So... Um, in other words, you're going to use this gift for me and me alone. And me alone, yes. And he said, let's start anew. I said, okay, Lord, let's start. Let's just start over. Mm -hmm. And so he drew me to palette knives, which I haven't really used that much here until recently with the lighthouse. That's <laughs> awesome. But um, it was a new approach. It was fresh. It was new to me. And, and it was, you know, an experience guided mm -hmm. by him mm -hmm. and... Um, and so, you know, slowly my creativity started bubbling back mm -hmm. and, um, and as I grew with my, in my walk with him, then I would, I would start getting imagery about how to express something like the move of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. when it comes through you. Right. You know? Right. And, um, and I kind of always had a, bend towards a little bit of abstraction so that kind of worked with that I guess but um and then I it just it just developed from there like I can remember um well I found in 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 one some of my taking notes and writing he I dealt with a lot of my issues as a as a like teenager preteen whatever um heartbreaks and whatnots through through little prosy poetry stuff sure and um i can remember my brother coming across something like you need a psychiatrist you know? <laughs> well you know us poets are kind of it's like deep you know, whatever you don't know what you're talking people, about right? <laughs> but um so he he still works with me in that way and um, yeah because what we saw begin to happen with you if we would go into a prayer moment you would catch a vision of something yes or but God would, he, and what started happening later is you would get a writing that went along with the artwork. With the artwork. Yes. That's what's stunning. Um, and it's, it's not, it's a, it's an otherworldly writing. I like to say it's, it's Holy Spirit writing. Yes. You don't make it happen. It's nope. kind of like me with my poetry or my writing. Yes. I don't sit down to write. I just write when it comes, what it, I hear. It, it's very hard to hard explain. Hard to explain to people. But it's, it's. But it's like. Oh, did I hear? Okay, well, let me start writing. And yes. then, you know, yes. it just kind of flows. And it just, and he just, I know when I'm done. You probably know. I know when it's finished. Yes. I know if it's a song or I know if it's just a poem. People used to ask, say, is that a, a song? No. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. <laughs> I got no melody with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with a song now, after years of training with him, I get the lyric and the melody. Okay. But, you know, yeah, so we we've seen your so when all your you come out of all the new age stuff and then in God's layer by layer getting you where you need to be, just like we say here, we start seeing the gift mm -hmm. start showing itself. Yes. You know, and and tell them about your process. Now we know you have a certain environment you need. <laughs> yes. Music. Let's talk about that. Helps tremendously if. If you have I to put set on worship music. That kind of stirs you up. Yes, it does. 
which it's stirring the Holy Ghost up, right? (laughs) Which I, you know, was doing more of, and then you you know you kind of ebb and flow with stuff, but it definitely um, helps to to it makes a huge difference. If I'm sitting and working in silence, or the Mm -hmm. TV's going in the background, it it just doesn't. Which that is. Uh, noteworthy for listeners because that is beginning to understand God's way with you. Yes, very much right. so. So I've noticed that if my plate is too busy, I can't hear as well. So I really start getting worried if it's been several days and I have not received something mm-hmm. because it's not normal. Yeah. Right. Right. So then I'm like, okay, my mind has to be at a certain rest place or it's not just too taxed with to do list same way with you there's a certain way he is with you yes I need a lot of quiet you know I think he's he's been teaching me just to be sensitive yeah because um earlier in the summer I was just getting words Mm -hmm. and I was like well maybe an image will come eventually Mm -hmm. you know but um and then sometimes I a few things I remember sharing with you is like should I post this I'm not gonna make any friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah the prophets don't usually but that's when we listen. Poetry is can be beautiful, but poetry can cut. It, yeah, some of it's probably been. You and know, we're, we probably, are prophetic. I can just see people writers. with their hands on their hips going, "Well, shoot, who is she to be? You know, whatever, right. whatever." Because she hadn't been she hadn't been sitting in church. So <laughs> right. But here's the thing: the word says he chose you. You didn't choose him. Right. So when we were formed in the womb, this is who we were designed to be. Yes. You didn't get to choose who you would be, and I didn't get to choose who I would be. So no point apologizing for it because nope. <laughs> we didn't choose it or make it happen. And sometimes I, he still, you know, he, and he works through that to your own healing. Oh, totally. You know, so, um, mm-hmm. it, but I, you know, I'll wait. I mean, it's like I'll wait till I get a prompt to share I've gotten better about that. It's not, oh, I've written something. I need to post it. Right. You know, um, and even here recently, I had a painting I had worked on, and it was sitting, and I'm like, well, I think it's finished, but I'm I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. And then I get a precious phone call from a student from years back, um, and he said, Miss Starkey, the Lord just put put you on my heart, and I just wanted to to, you know, relay some health information of, you know, and, and, and we talked for quite a while and something he said in the process of that conversation, that image came into my head and it was like, I hadn't pierced his hand that was on my shoulder. Oh, in the, in the painting. Yes. Wow. And I, I was like, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know, in my, in my thinking in my so head he's even directing the, he, and I've actually noticed this about you he directs every detail he does and sometimes I'll get I'll get a start on something and then I'm like well, well Lord what about what and then I, just, I have to wait mm-hmm. you know until he and then he'll give me oh well you're going to do this with the background now there was there's been one that's been very trying mm-hmm. you know because I've I've it's like well I was sure that's what you showed me to do but but okay, if you want me to paint over it, I will. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> what? I think sometimes even our own creativity gifts, he uses to teach us obedience. 
Exactly. That's this this particular one. <laughs> because it's often, I say this about, so when I release a new song, that song, it's not about releasing a product. It's about my relationship with him when I wrote it. Mm. It's all about the process. Yes, very and true. the song is the end product of my relationship in that moment with him over whatever that was whether it's a song about provision you know on time god or it's you know i have a new song in the works i've been wondering and you know you where it's the pains of the heart that you wonder will it ever heal lord you know but that song it will be the product of that me me and my time with him of questioning him and saying you know this is this song is basically a conversation i'm having with the lord mm-hmm. right yes. same way with your your art you're portraying in an artistic way your life with jesus mm-hmm. very true you know and a lot of times like i'm thinking of the painting that was donated to new creations yeah. benefit it's like i had that had just started off with a stark black and white image of the silhouette of him on the cross and I got that on canvas and it was just like, and I waited and then the colors happened and and then I was so excited about it. And then it was like, and then the new creation thing came up and he's like, and you're gonna donate that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, but I could do a, I could do a little lion of Judah here, you know? And I started working on something. He goes, no, you're gonna donate that. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we give so give. off it went. We give so we can give. That's right. And, but, but the cool thing after that, though, I had hauled in some paintings, you know, that had done I had done prior to kind of reconnecting and with with my creativity and with him. And I had always just felt him in the wind as a child. Sure. I loved to run. I loved to ride my mm-hmm. bike. I loved to sit up in the tree and with the wind blowing and um, just, you know, and I just felt him his felt him in that way. And so I, that's one of the things I had done abstractly was just the wind and the leaves and things blowing and stirred up. And, um, and I had brought that in and just set it, you know, on the, on the shelf there to look at it. And it's like, well, should I paint over it? Should I? And, and I, but I, I kept hesitating on that. I never got a one way or the other. And then one day as I was walking past it, he goes, there's your line of Judah. And I was like, say what? <laughs> I don't okay so I put it where I would see it more clearly and just waited and then one day I was working on something else and out of the corner of my eye I was like oh is that is that a face you know like mm-hmm. within sort of the leaves and and then when I'd get in front of it it would go away but from an angle it's like oh I kind of see the profile mm-hmm. and then Sometime after that, on a Sunday, I was, I was like, okay, let's start the line of Judah. And I was like, okay. So, um, which is, is that the one over it? Okay. Deep. So that painting is hanging in Daily Grace Effect in, Daily in Troop, Grace. Texas. Yes. Listen, people, if you have not seen it, you need to go in there and see it if you're <laughs> local. If you're local, we have a lot of international listeners, so they can do that. So, so in closing, let's tell them, because this has been a good, good I told you it wasn't going to be that bad. <laughs> Where did where can they go view your work? You're on Facebook. 
And under the under this name, and I always say it wrong, is it Works by Pamela Kay? Works of Pamela Kay. Works of on, Pamela on Kay. On Facebook, yeah. Okay. And that's it so far. <laughs> so far. I'm and like, I had someone recently say, well, where do you have a website? And it's like, uh, no. Do well, you have business cards? Uh, not yet. <laughs> well, actually, about 20 minutes ago when you were talking, I saw a website. So probably <laughs> that may be next. So we'll, we'll see about that. It's like, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but still, I'm super proud of you. I mean, thank you. Still you, in the learning process, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, that's all part of it. That's part of our dreaming with Jesus and our support groups. Here is step one, step two, step three, right? And you're yes. God's God's been doing layers with you. Absolutely. So I appreciate you sharing because our prayer has been before we got on today that God would snatch some from. The New Age Practices. I hope so. And if that's you and you're listening, you can email me at info at ShellyWilson.com because we would love to hear that God delivers you from that. Um, there were times you and I had to go back into deliverance prayer, yes. shut some doors, yes, and um, get rid of some tormenting devils that like to come hang around, right, and yes, remind you of the past. And remind you of the past. Yeah. Yep. But the Lord says you can be free, free indeed. Pick at your weaknesses. That's right. Just, you know. Right. But now we know in our weakness, he is, Jesus is strong. So, hey, bring yes. on the weakness. You oh, know what I, I heard, mean? I heard a neat thing the other day. It's like, oh, don't you have skeletons in your closet? And I was like, and like well, open it up. It's been dusted clean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a matter of fact. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That's right. And you and I have said before. Not only has it been forgiven, it's all in a sea of forgetfulness. That's right. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com.